0: Welcome back, listeners. I'm Amea.
1: I'm Rainey. I'm Toriana. And
0: I'm Dominique.
1: And you're listening to Freedom of Shackle, the podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of meeting Athena, aka Chuki, a friend of the coalition. We brought Athena on today because Thursday's Thanksgiving and cooking is her expertise. How are you today?
2: I'm fine, thank you. If I'm busy,
1: midweek. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so before we get really into it, I want to hear what you have to say, like three words to describe yourself.
2: Um, uh, ambitious, bubbly, and, uh, ambitious, bubbly, and
0: focused.
2: Nice. Yeah. So we had the chance to
1: check out your feature on channel 12 news in Brooklyn, highlighting the opening of your food truck, Athena on the go. You mentioned in the clip that you would like to use your business to help others, specifically other formerly incarcerated people, to find employment. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Um,
2: okay. When I said that, um, what I meant by that is, you know, I would want other, you know, young ladies, you know, younger than me, even my age, to know that just because, you know, we've been incarcerated. And not even incarceration because, you know, we a lot of people have been through trials and errors that we. Can, was still able to do, you know, things that you wanted to do in life. You know, I always wanted to cook since I was young. So uh, me being in and out of jail, that kind of, you know, took me off my A-game. And, um, you know, I got focused when I came home and just realized that, you know, it's more to life than, you know, participating in criminal activity. It's more to life to, you know, being outside in the street that, you know, basically if this is what I want to do, then I have to just struggle and get to it.
1: I was just curious about your own experience. Uh, if you initially decided like I like once you got home, if you're like, I'm gonna run a business, or are you trying to apply for jobs and found that challenging and um, then took that route? Both. Yeah.
2: Both. I, I try to do both. Um when I try to find a job, um, actually it was working for um the juvenile system and um it was actually being a chef and also their dietitian. And I got hired through the management company and HR hired me because they loved me and they knew that I was incarcerated. But once DOJ found out that I was working in the a facility, they didn't want me to work anymore mm-hmm. because of my criminal history. And I also do on parole. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of people who come home from jail have degrees, associate's degrees, bachelor's degrees, PhDs, doctorates, you know, um, I know a lot of females who have very good jobs and I know a lot of females who don't. So in some cases, I think that sometimes it's who you know. In some cases, I think that it's how hard you go for it. Mm -hmm. In some cases like mine, um, it's not that I didn't go hard for it, but some of the females don't have extensive and repetitiveness in the system. Me, I was one of the people who was repetitively in and out of prison. So, I had different, you know, cases and uh, extensive history of being in jail. So, with someone looking at that, it's like, okay, this person been in jail not once, but several times for either the same thing or different things. Mm-hmm. So, that makes a person, you know, I guess, look at the hiring like, you know, well, maybe this is not the person for the job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, either way, either 3 ways scenarios, I still feel that a person should be given a chance.
1: Yeah. Well, that's very... You know, that, so. Yeah, that's awesome. You don't have to show those biases and that could just be like telling of who you are as a person or you're also your experience, so that's that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, some people, I know some chicks who don't even try, like they don't even, they just give up the first time or they just come home knowing they got these degrees and they just, you know, they go try for jobs and they just be like, you know what, I, I can't do it. You know, it all depends on your drive. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta want things. If you don't want it, you know, with anybody, you don't even have to be with an incarcerated person with anyone, period. if you don't want something, then it's not gonna happen. Um,
1: and at the same time you can easily see how that would lead to a cycle though. If you're getting frustrated not getting a job, that might revert yeah. you back to doing old habits and then you wind up in Absolutely. the same position you were before. So it's it's a vicious cycle. Um,
2: yes, that happened to me several times. Um I can't get a job or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, Okay, well I'm gonna go outside and I'm just gonna do what I do what I know do what I know to do and I know I can get money this way. Exactly. So um, that's also true too. You know, it's just, like I said, it depends on the individual. Mm-hmm.
0: But you would say that yeah. food and cooking was definitely a major outlet for you to be able to stay on the right track and stay inspired and stay motivated.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I um, when I came home in 2016, um, I just automatically just as soon as I came home, I started cooking out my house. You know, I had a big, beautiful kitchen. I was used to cook up my house and sell plates. And the plates, I was making at least about four or 500 a day.
0: Wow. wow.
2: <laughs> yeah. So then I couldn't afford the rent there because I just came home. My daughter, you know, wound up moving to her own place because she was helping me with the rent or whatever. And then I went to the shelter. And I was still cooking in the shelter selling food. I think only three of my best friends knew that I was in the shelter. Nobody else knew. And I, I had, like, this real tiny, tiny, I say, stove. And I bought another table, along with a little, like maybe four by four table that they gave me and my daughter. And I had another table on there. And the security guards that was in the shelter, the case managers that was in there, to come upstairs and smell the food and be like, "No, we want some too." (laughs) And they used to be like, "You're really in here catering for how many people in this small kitchen? And this kitchen looks like this, and it's you know clean or whatever." I'm like, "Yeah." So you know, they 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 were supporting me, and they still support me.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So then, so then yeah. a food truck yeah. must
2: feel huge. You're like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: it's overwhelming. I bet. It and, and being busy. The
2: last, the last week has been a roller coaster, mm-hmm. like with emotions, with people, with me. It's just like, I, I think I'm like. 20 times angrier than <laughs> chef Ramsey
1: it comes with the territory it's been a
2: long you know and now I gotta sit back and reevaluate the whole situation of who I'm hiring because it's a lot and if it's not done properly not only I might lose thin chance losing my business hiring the wrong people mm-hmm. and I have to be on top it's, it's huge I wish I could see inside of it it's huge mm-hmm. so I have to stay on top of his cleanliness I got to stay on top. There's propane in there, gas in there. And that's a drive here, drive there. It's just, it's a lot of work. Yeah.
1: It's a lot. We were also wondering, what's your favorite meal to cook?
2: My favorite meal? I don't know. I yeah. hmm. Too many. I
0: have so <laughs> many options.
2: <laughs> one of my favorite meals now is salmon fried rice. Ooh. Ooh. Salmon okay. fried rice fried lobster tails is one of my favorite meals to make. Wow. <laughs> boils Ooh. um my traditional meal to make is like arroco gondules mm. and let's see maybe some fried chicken and mm. that's it that's like one of my favorite meals and honestly me and my daughter love um and beans and corned beef and white rice mm. <laughs> comfort <laughs> yes yeah me and my daughter be like nah ma let's just eat that because she's tired of eating you know crab legs and steak and then she's like mom no let's just eat corn beef and white rice let's just eat hot dogs and beans and i'm like i'm with it let's go yes.
0: <laughs> i'm sure you can make that
2: delicious. yes i think it fancy though i put yes. onions in my beans and I'm sure mustard and honey
1: <laughs> so you clearly love to cook and be creative how are you able to pursue this passion with the tools provided in prison
2: okay well rikers island that's the county jail in, you know, for New York City. That's for the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. Oh, man. <laughs> in Rikers Island, we have no tools, no nothing. Mm. It's just like nothing. You have like plastic forks and that's it. Wow. So, um, Rikers Island Meals, they used to give us like chicken on Sundays. They'll give us like chicken, collard greens, rice and beans. And they had like little warmers. And they would give us pats of butter for breakfast in the morning for our bread. So I would ask everybody for their butter or anybody would save up their butter or, we'll, you know, take butter. And I would heat up the warmers and take the water out of the warmers. And I would put the butter on the warmers and it, it fries. So I would refry the chicken. I would refry the collard greens and put wow. sausage in it and, and sugar. And it make it makes it taste like real collard greens. Wow. Like So, you know, it was canned greens that they give us. And I would just recook whatever food. They fed us, I would recook. The beef stew that they gave us, I would wash it off, and I would add ketchup to it and my own seasonings and, you know, and make it to steak sandwiches. Yeah, wow. With the craft cheese, yeah. And I would make baked macaroni and cheese out of Kraft cheese with the powder they would give us. And I would really put it in the warmer and bake it. So <laughs> it tastes like real baked macaroni and cheese. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I would fry the bologna and make bologna sandwiches. Like, at one time, and um, I used to feed a whole dog. I would tell the whole dome, listen, save your chicken, save your beef. I'm going to cook this or whatever. And sometimes the CEOs, you know, they will bring salt, pepper, garlic, sazon, you know, for me to cook or whatever. They would eat the food too. <laughs> we would make burritos. That's like a concoction of like noodles and noodles and chips and sausage and chicken and tuna. And it's like a whole burrito looks like basically. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: and when I was on this actually, that's where I got my food handler certificate. Um, they started a cooking program. And so I was a part of the cooking program. And that was like one of the best things that happened to me when I was there. The debt, um, al well, I forgot his name, al He was a debt then. So he got the cooking program. Once he ate my food and he had the chef come over to the women's side and they started the program wow. when I was there. So I was eating good. They was having steak, lobsters, and I was allowed to take it back to the dorm and bring food for everybody. And I was allowed to take the season the CEOs wouldn't say anything. So I had salt, pepper, garlic, onion powder, fresh onions, green peppers, like whatever I needed. I had to cook to make sure that I ate good. So yeah,
1: You really did the work and made it work. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> now, um, upstate, which is Bedford, um, we have more like a little kitchen. And it's flat stove, you know, we're allowed to have pots and pans, um, coolers, so our family is able to send us meat, you know, meat and vegetables, we go to commissary, we can buy stuff, so I will cook, you know, meals, Thanksgiving, we will have Thanksgiving, you know, dinner probably with the whole, the whole dorm, and everybody will put in, and people will make, you know, collard greens, because it's fresh greens, we'll have turkey, we'll have everything, basically, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that bad, you know, upstate as it was in Rikers, Rikers is, you have to really learn how to cook to survive there because all the food is really junk food and processed food.
1: Yeah, that's been yeah. a common theme throughout people we've interviewed so far. They mentioned Rikers. Yeah, it's, it's a different. Yeah, different it's
2: like you have to learn how to survive. Like I said, I was blessed because um a lot of the CEOs knew I knew how to cook, yeah. so I was even frying chicken, you know, in <laughs> inside of their oven. So I was blessed because of that. You know, a lot of CEOs allow me to cook in the. CO's kitchen and you know, I was able to make eggs, you know, sandwiches and stuff like that. So I was blessed, you know, yeah. when I was on Rikers. Thank you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so you met everyone pooling together and coming together for like holidays, like Thanksgiving and that's coming up. But uh-huh. if you could describe what the what mealtime was like on a regular daily basis versus what it's like when everyone comes together for holidays or special occasions
2: on a daily basis on Micah's Island, or in any jail, um, even upstate, usually everyone, you know, including me, you have your certain friends that you always with, that you always cook with. Me, I always either, you know, I always cooked with someone. So it's like, okay, whatever I have and you have, we'll pull together and we'll eat together. So it's usually like that in the jail. So I mean, me, you know, I I was eating crab cakes, I was eating all right, I was eating good. (laughs) So, be I'd, of- I'd be like, okay, I'd be your friend. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got crack so, cake. I mean, it, yeah, well, we make the best out of it. But also, you know, the women in jail don't tend to be selfish. So, if we see someone who does not have food, usually somebody would feed them whatever they're cooking. That's
0: awesome.
2: So, I would know, you know, this person doesn't get food from home. So, let me make a plate for her. So, usually, it's always somebody like that, you know, on the dorm, and people would actually take care of them. I rarely see, you know, people not take care of somebody who doesn't have. The what? person will have to be absolutely a nasty, disrespectful person for them not to be liked or taken care of as far as food.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So even in times when it's not yeah. Thanksgiving or holidays, people still are all coming together and helping each other out. So I'm, I'm sure. I mean, now we're ha- we're going through a weird Thanksgiving. Everyone, it's definitely going to be different. So. I mean, we have to adapt in that sense, so how was that while being incarcerated, adapting to Thanksgiving in the holiday time while cooking for everyone um, there?
2: At first, it was hard, you know, being away from your friends, your family, and, um, you know, I guess um, myself, I tend to not think about it and deal with who I'm with there, and, you know, this is my family and we're gonna do what we have to do now to comfort each other, you know? So it it was hard, you know, I had my daughter while I was incarcerated, you know, and then my oldest daughter was home. So, you know, me missing out on that, being with them and cooking, you know, I always wanted to have a traditional, you know, Thanksgiving with my daughters, cook for them and, you know, them helping me cook and, you know, so that was the hardest part, you know, not being with my friends and family. However, now, it's like, how can I say it? And it may sound a little weird or crazy, but I've got conditioned to not worry about holidays as much because I was in prison so much. So now, holidays is like, ah, this holidays is here, you know, whatever, because that's that's what I taught myself mm-hmm. to get, you know, to get by. Mm-hmm. So. You know, now it's like, ah, whatever. So now that this, you know, whole COVID thing, everything is changing and different. It's like, okay, well, we'll still be able to make the best of it some way somehow. What's important to me is birthdays. Birthdays are extremely important to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Lots well, of positive <laughs> reframes. So now you're just always, you think of the, the best in the situation. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: prepared for yeah. that.
0: Yeah, to, to wrap it up, we have uh, one final question for you. So, how do you think meal and food in general impact the overall environment in prison? Like, how long does, how does food influence lifelong connections? Did you make, like, lifelong connections with people outside and still talk to them to this day?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, about 60% of the females that were at my Grand Ober was incarcerated with. So a lot of females that were incarcerated, that they either ate my food that was, you know, while I was there, and they love my cooking. So it's like, hey, can you make me this? Can you make me that? And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, they just thank me for it. And, you know, I never be like, oh, pay me or give me something. I'm not that type of person, yeah. especially when I was in there. So it's like, hey, you know how to cook this? You know how to cook that? Yeah. Or my friends, um, we try to never ever leave each other hungry or knowing somebody is hungry. So when you have people like that, when you meet them in an environment that's hostile, in an environment that sometimes some people don't care about life, your life, their life, or anyone else's life for that matter, and you find that connection, then it's a long lifetime connection. Like, mm-hmm. some of these girls that I know, it's like, they're, they're going to be in my life forever. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them have been in my life for 20-something years. Yeah. And, um, you know, if somebody is sad, now, hey, I'm going to come bring you a pie, okay? I'm going to bring you some chicken or something. they be like, all right, thank you. So, food, I don't know what it is with food, but food brings connections to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a stranger on the street. And, I, you know, I, I hate, you know, I hate talking about that because I don't like, you know, brag. It sounds like bragging to me, but mm-hmm. I could see a stranger in the street and i will be like, hey, you know, they'd be like, you hungry? And I would sit there and eat with them, or you know, if they want McDonald's, I will go in there with them. It could be a, a fancy restaurant. I will really go in there with somebody and sit down and have a meal with them because I just think that you're the same as me, and maybe you are hungry. Mm-hmm. You really? know, yeah. so
1: we all bond over food. We all that's the one.
2: Yeah, it's we just, just have something, something, of. something about food. <laughs> that you just bond over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Well said. Well, if there's
1: anything you want to leave
0: us with before we go. Uh, A mantra, a life, a life motto that we should uh, take into account before we head out.
2: Yes. I just think that, um, you know, yeah, I want to let people know that no matter what you go through in life, just don't ever, ever, ever give up. And I mean, pray. Pray until... You can't pray no more. Uh, you know, pray throughout the day because, you know, the way life is going right now, we never know if we're going to wake up or see someone we love the next day. So, prayer is very important in life, you know, and, and love, you know, prayer and love. Yes, yeah, so we we're just talking about that. Yes. It all comes down
1: to that and human, human connection. Yeah, so. that's
2: it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. prayer and love and food, good pray. food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Athena, for sitting down with us and letting us in on your experiences. And to our listeners, we hope that everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this while traveling to visit friends and family, we respectfully ask that you turn around. Because remember,
0: the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're
2: over it. it.
0: Tell you again, tell you
2: again. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over. 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 over.